Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for today. Thank you for another opportunity to be here with you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Even as we are about to share your word today, Father, we pray that you speak to us in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to talk about John, the apostle of love. And I'm going to explain why I call him the apostle of love. So the, our, our theme for today is John, the apostle of love. So John is one of the followers of Jesus Christ. We are going to read the first time when Jesus called John to, to follow him. We're going to read that passage. It is um it is it was recorded by almost all the gospels, but the book of Luke give us further details of how Jesus Christ called John. So John is the son of Zebedee. He has he is the younger brother of James. Um, the, we we're able to identify that he's the younger brother because his name always comes after the name of James. And we know that they are brothers because their mother came to Jesus Christ. To negotiate with Jesus Christ that they one of them will sit at the right and the, one, the other will sit at the left of Jesus Christ in when 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 we enter the kingdom of heaven. So John, this John we're about to talk about is the son of Zebedee, the brother of James. John is believed to be the youngest apostle. He's believed to be the young the youngest among all the apostles. And he, also he's the only one who died out of natural cause. All the apostles, all the other apostles were martyred. Um, because of their faith. John, they attempted to kill John. They fried him in oil. They gave him poison, but he did not die. He was thrown into the, onto the island of Patmos. And that's where he wrote the book of Revelation. So John is the only apostle who died out of natural cause. Be though they attempted to kill him, it, it was not successful. Now, John calls himself the apostle that Jesus Christ loves. Five times in the book of John, he identifies himself as the apostle that Jesus Christ loves or the one that Jesus Christ loves. Now, what we can see about that is that John was definitely part of the closest circle of Jesus Christ. If Jesus was going to, was going to be seen with three people, then John is one of them. So John, the closest circle that we identify from the Bible is John, Peter, and then James. And we can say that because on the Mount of Transfiguration, these were the three people that Jesus took with him. When Jesus was in agony and he was about to die, the three people that he took with him, then he asked them to pray with him were these three people, John, Peter, James. These were the three people who were with Jesus Christ. Again, when Jesus Christ was leaving the earth, he gave his he he gave his mother to John. He told John to take care of his mother. And so for Jesus to have entrusted his mother, his earthly mother to John means that he trusted John. And so John occupies a special place in the heart of Jesus and he identifies himself as the one that Jesus loves. When we go to the um the time that they had the last supper the Bible tells us that John's head was John was leaning upon Jesus Christ. And so through some of these indications, maybe John was right calling himself 
the apostle that Jesus Christ loved, but of course, he's the only one who identifies himself that way. We believe that Jesus Christ loved all his followers. John, however, identifies himself as the one that Jesus Christ loves. Now, John, this John that we are about to talk about is the same John that wrote first book of John, second, I'm sorry, wrote the gospel of John and then wrote first, second, and third John and also wrote the book of Revelation. Now, there are arguments about who wrote first, second, and third John. Some people want to identify another person who is called the John the Elder. However, most people believe, and I believe that this same John is the one who was later called John the Elder. He's same, the same John who was later thrown on the island of Patmos. So this is the John that we are about to talk about. He's the apostle that Jesus, he called himself the apostle that Jesus Christ loved. Oh, I'm sorry. He calls, we call him the apostle of love for two reasons. One, because he calls himself the apostle that Jesus Christ loves. Two, because he wrote about love more than any other apostle. When you read the Bible, the one who spent a lot of time writing about love is John. And so we call John the apostle of love. However, from the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ, when John started following Jesus Christ, his character and the things that he said, we couldn't have identified him as the apostle of love. But through relationship with Jesus Christ, John was transformed and became a better person. And he was able to write about love to us because he himself had experienced the transformation, the transformational power of the word. And therefore, he has moved from the place of being quick-tempered or hot-tempered to the place of being a loving apostle. So we are going to read when Jesus Christ first called John. John Luke chapter 5, verse 2 to 11. The Bible says, and or maybe let me write let me read from verse 3 then he got into one of the boat which was simon's and asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat then when he had stopped speaking he said to simon launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch but simon answered and said to him master we have toiled all night and caught nothing nevertheless at your word I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Verse 9, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish which they had taken. And so, and so also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid, for now you will catch men. So when they had brought their boat to the land, they forsook, they forsook all and followed him. So <clears throat> Luke gives us a detailed um, explanation of how John was called. John was called along with Peter. Other, the other gospels or this, the other gospels just give us a brief, um, give us a summary of when John was called. 
Some of them say that John was washing his net and then Jesus came there and called him. But this gives us an idea of how John encountered Jesus Christ. John was there when the miracle was performed. When, when Peter received the miracle, of the, the miracle of the harvest of the fishes, the Bible says he signaled his partners who were with him to come and help him because their boat was sinking. And John and James, the sons of Zebedee, were the partners. And so John was invited at that time to follow Jesus. So John was part of the people that Jesus told that, follow me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. However, like I said earlier, when John started following Jesus Christ, he was not or couldn't have been called the apostle of love. We saw that in Mark chapter 9, John and James saw the people were, were casting out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. And John said in verse 38, now John answered him, teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name and we forbid him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, do not forbid him, for no one who works miracle in my name can soon after speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is on our side. And so John, this same John that we are about to talk about, one time when they were working with Jesus Christ, they went to a place and they saw certain people casting out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. And John said, these people do not come come to our church. They do not attend the church of Jesus Christ. And so we cannot allow them to continue to follow, to cast out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. So John said, we forbid them. We stopped them. We told them that because you don't come to our church, you are not supposed to use the name of Jesus Christ. Because you don't follow us when we go, when we go out to evangelize, stop using the name of Jesus Christ. He said, we forbid them. John was shutting down people's churches, removing people's signboard and telling them that you cannot be using the name of Jesus because you do not follow us. This was John that we are about to talk about. He and his brother were identified as the sons of thunder, maybe because of their temper. But John, this John, at the time when he was very young, was stopping people from using the name of Jesus Christ with the excuse that they did not follow Jesus. They did not follow Jesus Christ. And Jesus told him that forbid them not to, don't, do not forbid the person from working miracles in my name because those who are not, um, those who, who are not against us are on our side. He's saying that those who are using the name of Jesus Christ, anyone who is mentioning the name of Jesus Christ is on our side. That person is not against us. So don't stop them because as, if the person is truly using the name of Jesus Christ for miracles, then the person cannot just make a turn and start speaking about speaking against Jesus Christ. So he took that as an opportunity to lecture John and to tell John that you are not supposed to stop people if they are using the name of Jesus Christ. The fact that somebody is not in the same denomination, somebody is not following, following you to church, somebody is not following the same leader that you are following, does not mean that you are you are against that person. Even today in the Christendom, there are people who fight against other people because they do not belong to their denomination. There are people who forbid people from marrying other people because they do not belong in their denomination because they do not um, go to the same church. But however, from what Jesus Christ told John, we can tell that those people have not fully understood 
the love of God. But when Jesus, John finally understood the love of God, then he wrote a lot of epistles to the believers, telling them what the love of God meant. Again, in another instance, John said, in, in John chapter 9, verse 49, John said, answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out devils. In, no, sorry. This is what I just read. The other example that I wanted to mention was where John, Jesus Christ sent John to go and um, John and the other apostles. John went with his brother. Jesus Christ sends them to go and preach the gospel, to evangelize to people. And the people, they went to the, the Samaritans to preach to them. The Samaritans did not listen to their gospel. They rejected them. And so John came back to Jesus and said to Jesus Christ, should we call out fire to burn them, to consume them? And Jesus Christ told John that you don't know the spirit of which you are made of. So this is the John that we are talking about, who later became the apostle of love, who was teaching the believers how to love. Of course, from, the, from his earlier statement, we can tell that at that point, he wasn't full of love. He wasn't consumed, consumed by the love of the Holy Spirit. He wasn't consumed by the love of God, that he could not love others and could not even love sinners who reject the gospel. Jesus Christ was walking on the face of this earth and had been rejected so many times, even by his own brethren, and he didn't call fire to consume them. However, John wanted to be like Elijah and call down fire to consume people who were not going to receive the gospel. And Jesus told him that you don't know the spirit of which you are made, of, made up of. So at the end of John's ministry, I believe that he had come to understand the spirit that he was made up of. And so John stopped calling fire to consume people. Now, this John had been transformed later through the following of Jesus Christ, through the leading... Um, uh, um, through the leadings of the Holy Spirit and the listening to the message of Jesus Christ, this John had now become a man who was full of love, that he had to now train the believers on how to love one another. And that is why this John is called the Apostle of Love, because he wrote about love to the church. In the same way, like the life of John, when we first come to Jesus Christ, there are things in our lives that do not reflect the spirits which we have received. There are statements that we make that do not reflect the spirit that we have received. But as we continue to follow Jesus Christ, those things will have to give way to the love of God. And when we are full of the love of God, now we can teach other people about the love of God. We can write letters and train people about the love of God when we first have been consumed by the love of God. John had been transformed from being a hot-tempered person, from being a person who would call fire to burn people, from being a person who would close down people's churches because they don't follow Jesus Christ, to a man who can train the church in love. And so John had been transformed by the word of God and by, by the Holy Spirit. All of us need to be transformed to the place where we are consumed and filled with the love of God and the love for people. So John, in the first epistle to the peep, to the church, John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 7 to 11, Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word, which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which 
thing is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And so this John, who has now understood the love of God, wrote a very hard letter about love. He's saying that the thing that I'm about to write to you, or the thing that I'm writing to you, is an old commandment. Before the commandments were given, I believe people understood the need to love. However, people were not compelled to love. Right from the beginning, definitely brother loved brother. The brother who, if, if with the exception of Cain, who killed his brother because he was filled with envy and was filled with the devil. But we know, we will know, we, we can tell from Genesis that even before the law was given, there was love. Because we can tell that Jacob loved Rahel. We can tell there was love between brethren. So love is an old commandment. It's a commandment of nature. It's an inherent commandment that we know to love our own. So John is saying this thing I'm about to write to you is an old commandment. And not just was it an inherent commandment, but when the commandment was given in Exodus, when the law was given in Exodus, love was one of the laws that was mentioned in the book of Exodus. And so he's saying it's an old commandment. However, it is a new commandment because Christ also expects us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Christ expects us to love God. So love cannot just be relegated to the old commandment. It's an old commandment and yet it's a new commandment. And he says that anyone who claims that he has seen the light, anyone who has accepted the gospel and is now saying that I have fellowship with the light, I know the light, but still hates his brother, is in darkness until now. He's saying that such a person is still in darkness. Such a person does not understand the light. He who loves his brother abides in the light. He says the only way that you can say that you abide in the light is when you love your brother. And he says there is no stumbling, there is no cause for stumbling for such a person. It means that if you love everyone, there is no cause of error. There's no cause of stumbling. There's no cause of making a mistake against another person. There's no cause of committing a sin against that person because you are in the light. And the only way that we can tell that you are in the light is when you love your brother. This same person who wanted to call fire is now saying that if you hate your brother, then you are in darkness. So if you're a Christian and you hate anyone and you tolerate hate for other people in your heart, the apostle John is saying that you are still in darkness. And he says that you do not know where you are going. If you hate another person. So as believers, one of the things that we should shy away from, one of the things that we should avoid is hatred for other people. We should not be filled with hatred for other men who are created in the image of God. God created all men and God loves all men. And as people who are after the nature of God, we have to learn to love other people. And John says that if you hate your brother, you are in darkness. 
You are blinded. You don't know where you are going. John, the transformed John, through his fellowship with Jesus Christ, is now teaching us about love. And he's saying, it is not good for a believer to hate another person. Because if you hate another person, you are still in darkness. And the light is not in you. The truth is not in you. John could talk this way because he had experienced Jesus Christ. He, has exper he had experienced the love of God. In the beginning, the introduction pages, introduction verses of this book, he says the thing that we have held, the thing that we have behold, is what we are telling you about. It means that I am a first-hand witness. I saw it for myself. I saw the love of Jesus Christ. I experienced Jesus Christ. I held him. I had fellowship with him. I, I was able to lean on him. And this is what I'm testifying to you because I had experienced it firsthand. And so when John tells you that if you hate another person, then you are walking in darkness, then he knows what he's talking about because he is an eyewitness to the life of Jesus Christ. He saw Jesus Christ. And so anyone who hates another person is walking in spiritual darkness. Like Jesus Christ told the apostles when he left, and we mentioned this last, last week, that the only way the world would know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ is when we love one another. When we love one another, the world can tell that we are followers of Jesus Christ. Hatred is a sign of spiritual darkness. If you have hatred for any man in your heart, if there is anyone you hate in your heart, it's a sign of spiritual darkness. Because this is what John is telling us. And I believe it is true. We have to be consumed by the love of God. That it makes it impossible for us to hate anyone, no matter who they are. It makes it impossible for us to hate them. Because God is love. And if God is love and God dwells in our heart, then our heart should not be able to tolerate hatred. God cannot be love and still have hatred. You cannot have God who is love in your heart and still have hatred for other people. And we know definitely that hatred does not come from God. It does not come from the Spirit of God. And so those of us who testify of the Spirit of God, those of us who follow Jesus Christ as, as our Master, those of us who obey the voice of the Holy Spirit are not supposed to tolerate hatred for other people. Our flesh might cause us to hate other people much, but we must overcome the flesh. In the flesh, people will do things that will, will tempt you to hate them. But John says, if you hate another person, if the feeling you have towards another person is hatred, then you are walking in darkness and you don't know where you are going. So I pray that this morning, every form of hatred that we have for people, we will receive grace to be able to love people no matter what. Amen. John who once wanted to call fire to consume the Samaritans because they did not receive Jesus Christ is now teaching us about love because he had learned it from Jesus Christ himself and he has learned it from the Holy Spirit. And so when you read the first book of John, 
John, first John, second John, third John. You see that John was almost in every chapter of the book, he was talking about love. In every chapter of the book that he wrote, he definitely mentioned love. This is how this man had been transformed and now understood the love of God and was teaching us various forms of darkness or the things that does not portray the love of God, the things that we, we should not do as people who have the love of God. And again, in chapter 3, John says that the love, the children of God are manifested through love. This is just an emphasis of what Jesus Christ said. He said, by this, the world will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so John says that if you're going to manifest yourself as a child of God, for the world to understand that you are a child of God, you have to love. And so in 1 John chapter 3, verse 10 to 15, he says, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. So this is very hard teachings about love. He says that anybody who does not love is the child of the devil. Very, very hard teachings. And this is coming from a man who had been transformed by the word of God. He says, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. No, he who does not love his brother. He says, if you do not love your brother, you are not of God. Very hard teachings. If you do not love another person, then you are not of God. So if somebody does something, and the and, and whatever the means, the we consider the means first, not just the end. And so if you're doing something and you think you are doing it for God, but the means of doing it does not portray the love of God, he says you are not of God. Very, very hard teachings. He says, for this is the message that we heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. He says the message they heard from the beginning is that you should love one another. This is the message from the beginning. Probably the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ. He was teaching them to love one another. You, I, I believe you know there are a lot of things that Jesus Christ taught his followers that are not written. But John is saying from the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ, one of the things he taught them was to love one another. And if this John is saying that, we have every cause to believe. Because this John had spent time with Jesus Christ. He says, this is the message we had from the beginning, that we should love one another. And not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil, and his brother's work, and his brother's righteous. So he's going to teach us something very important here. He says the reason why Cain killed his brother was because his own works were evil. However, his brother's work were righteous. That is the reason why he killed his brother. And so he says, do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. He's using the same comparison that Cain hated his brother and killed him because his brother's work is well, his brother's works or his brother's acts were righteous and so he says do not be surprised that the world hates you it's the same way Cain treated his brother when his brother's works were righteous so the world will hate you because you are righteous because your works are righteous because you do the right thing the world will hate you he says therefore just like Cain hated his brother you too do not marvel when the world hates you 
We know that we have passed from death to life because we we love the brethren. He says the demonstration that we have passed from death to life, the confirmation that we have passed from death to life is when we love the brethren. And so if you don't love the brethren, John is saying you have not passed from death to life. The Bible in the book of Colossians chapter 1 says that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And John is saying that we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. So if you do not love the brethren, you have not just crossed. You have not yet crossed from death to life. As we go through our Christian journey, there are things that are going to happen that might cause us to hate people. There are offenses that will come our way. There are things that people are going to do against us that if we don't take it, we are going to harbor hatred for such people. And that's why we need to always remind ourselves about some of this hard truth from the gospel. John says that if you hate another person, you have not crossed over from darkness yet. You are still living in darkness. Hatred can keep you under bondage and keep you in darkness he says he who does not love his brother abides in death he takes it a step further that you don't only live in darkness but you live in death whoever hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him as nice as this passage sounds these are hard teachings he says if you hate your brother you are a murderer If you hate your brother, you abide in death. And he says that if you hate your brother, you don't have eternal life. Very hard teachings. So those of us who have the life of God, he says, if you hate your brother, you don't have the God kind of love, life. So those of us who profess the way and the God kind of life, there is no room for hatred against another person. Whosoever hates his brother, John says, is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. It means that if you have the life of God abiding in you, it should make it impossible for you to hate another person. For anyone who is filled and consumed by the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for such a person to hate another person. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. So you and I who profess the faith in Christ Jesus, we have crossed over from darkness. We have crossed over from death. We we are not murderers because we love the brethren. The Holy Spirit will enable us and empower us to love the brethren. And John says, this is how the children of God are manifested when we love one another. One other thing that John says that is very important that I want to touch on because of time, I just want to move fast. He says that love is indeed the only way we can demonstrate that we love someone is in action and not in words. So first John chapter 3 verse 16 to 19 says, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. Jesus did not just come walking about and saying that I love you and saying that I love you guys and so I'm preaching to you. But Jesus demonstrated his love by laying down his life. And John is saying, by this we know love. This is how we know love. 
This is how we experience the love of God. This is how we have the experiential knowledge of love. Is that he laid down his life for us. That is how God demonstrated that he loves us. When we read the book of Romans chapter 5, he says, God demonstrated his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So John is saying, my experiential knowledge of love is through the laying down of the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus laid down his life for me to show that he loves me. And he says, we also ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? He says, if you see your brother in need and you do not go to their, their rescue and you do not help them, how does the love of God abide in you? How would you say that you love somebody and you see that how do you say that you have the love of God in you and you see another person in need and you are able to, to help that person? However, you turn off your eyes and you decide not to help that person. You shut your heart from that person. John is asking, how does the love of God abide in you? And he says, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. He says, and let not our love just be in word. Let's not just tell the world that we love them. Let's not just profess to the world that we love them. But let our love be in deed and in truth. Our deeds to show to the world that we love them. Our deeds to show to the community that we love them. Our deeds, our actions should demonstrate to the world that we love them. Because Jesus Christ did not just come professing love, but he came demonstrating love. And the ultimate demonstration of his love is the death on the cross. And this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. He says that if we demonstrate love and we just don't profess it, by word of mouth. He says, this is how we know that we are truly of the truth. The church should demonstrate love to the community. The church should demonstrate love to the world. It is easy for us who are just members of the church to lay a burden on the church that the church is not demonstrating love. When we, the individual members who are the body, are also not demonstrating love even to the body and people outside of the body. It is always easy to point accusing fingers at other people. We need to re-examine ourselves that our love will not just be in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. I hope that you make some time to just read the first book of John, the second book of John, and the third book of John, and pay attention to all the teachings that John had about love. These were hard teachings. These were hard truth. But this is coming from a man whose life has been transformed. Because of time, I'm going to take this last example and then we're going to close.
I know I have other. Okay, this is actually the last one. John is saying that the only way we demonstrate that we are in God is when we live in love. I pray that you take time to listen or read the first, second, and third book of John. Let it stay in your heart. Because if this word stays in your heart, there are a lot of things that are going to change about you. He says, he who abides in love abides in God. He says, no one has seen God at any time. For if we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus Christ is the son of God, God abides in him and he is in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And who he who abides in love abides in God. And God in him. So he says, we know that Jesus Christ is living inside of us. Jesus is the son of God and God abides in him. And we know that we also abide in God. And he says that whoever, John, when you pay attention to that, the book on the book, he's saying whoever he's addressing believers telling them that if you want people to know that you are christian this is how you must live and so john was giving hard truths and hard instructions to the believers he says god is love and he who abides in god or he who abides in love abides in god so the one who lives in love is the one who lives in god and john is saying that this is how the world will know that we are children of god if we love one another if you, in another verse, John says that, how can you say that you love God that you do not see, but hate your brother that you see? He's, he's saying that if you hate your brother that you see, yet you, you are saying, you are confessing that you love God that you do not see, that is not true. But this John is the same John who wanted to call down fire. This John is the same John who stop people from preaching in the name of Jesus Christ and performing miracles in the name of Jesus Christ and casting out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. He stopped them from doing it because just because they were not following them. But at the end of his life, this John had been transformed to an apostle of love. That he's telling us as believers to love other people. All of us as Christians have to go through this transformation. We might be at different stages of this transformation, but we need to excel in this transformation and allow the love of God to consume our heart. Allow our heart to be filled with the love of God. Just like John went through a transformation, all the apostles that Jesus Christ called, they were not perfect, but they spent time with Jesus Christ. And the time that they spent with Jesus Christ brought transformation into their lives. So, as we spend time with the Word of God, let's allow the, the Word and the Spirit of God to transform our heart from being whatever thing that does not conform to the nature of Christ. If John was, if, if John, 
if, if the word of God was able to transform John, if the spirit of God was able to transform God, the same spirit is able to transform us and make us people who will be consumed with the love of God. And so it doesn't matter where you have begun. It doesn't matter where you are now. As you hear me now, you can make all the necessary adjustments. You can allow the Spirit of God to work through you so that you can be filled with the love of God. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We bless and magnify your holy name. Lord, we bring our hearts before you. Let us be transformed by the power of your love. Let our hearts yield to your leadings and to your teachings. Every seed of hatred, every seed of contention, Lord, we give it up now. And we say, Lord, fill our heart. Every seed of malice, every seed of anger, we, we give it up now and say, fill our heart with your love. Let us, O oh God, be agents of your love. Let us be brokers of your love. Let us share your love abroad to our world. Let us transform our world with the power of your love. As we are transformed by the same power. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to 